You're listening to the 40 Days of Praying for Revival Devotion. Revival Reign, Day 38. Our Great Need. Day 1 of Fasting for Revival. Then he turned toward the woman and said, Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss. But this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But those who assume they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. Luke chapter 7 verse 44 to 47. This story is a beautiful picture of love or great love as Jesus called it. This woman knew what she needed. She needed forgiveness. She was a prostitute. How and why she became a prostitute we don't know. But her notoriety as such was clearly established. She went into Simon's house and crashed his well-to-do dinner party to perform this act of great love. Simon was a well-known Pharisee, so she certainly wasn't invited and everyone as well as her knew that. But she didn't care. She was going to get to Jesus no matter what. It was obviously premeditated. She came prepared with the perfume. She knew what she was going to do and she did it. Something must have happened in her life. Some sort of spiritual awakening. Maybe she was in Jesus' meetings. Maybe she heard him preach or saw his miracles. We don't know. But her heart was broken for her sins. And she knew she had to change. She knew she would be scorned by the guests there. She knew their eyes would all be glaring at her. She knew she might even be thrown out. But she did it anyway. She humbled herself to Jesus' feet, wept and poured out her perfume on him. The room at that moment was filled with two contrasting aromas. That of arrogant shock and that of her sweet repentant perfume. I imagine the typical sound of dinner plates clanging and the table chatter that normally fills the air at dinner parties coming to an abrupt end when she entered. There must have been a very uneasy silence in the room as she went to her knees before Jesus. However, the shock of all shocks was before someone could throw her out, Jesus received her honored her and made an example of her, praising her actions. Just as much as they did not expect a prostitute to crash the dinner party, no one expected Jesus to react the way he did. He was not embarrassed by a prostitute perfuming and cleaning his feet with her tears. Your average rabbi would not even walk on the same side of the road as her. Your typical religious leader would recoil in disgust at her presence, but not Jesus. He tenderly invited her and received her. Why? Why would he do that? Because he knew her. Not just about her, her reputation. He knew 
her. She was the reason why he had come. He came to save, to heal, to forgive, and to redeem lives. The shock for the guests wasn't over. The dinner party wasn't completely ruined at that moment. But when Jesus turned to Simon, the man who owned the house and organized the party, the host of the evening, the respectable and admired Pharisee and leader, and began to chastise him for not doing the same, you did not give me water for my feet, a kiss or oil for my head, but she did. I'm sure at that moment, most of the guests would have wanted to just disappear. The big difference between the woman and Simon is that she knew her condition and he did not know his. He was also in need of forgiveness and a personal revival. He was no different to the woman, but religion had anesthetized him into thinking he was okay. By thinking he was okay, he was not able to access the anointing for transformation that Jesus carried. Could this be a picture of the church today? We have Jesus at our parties, but we are not accessing the power of his spirit because we do not see our deep need. Maybe we too have been anesthetized by our cultural Christianity and abundance of religious stuff, leaving us with a veneer of Christianity, but in reality, we are no different to the world. Like Simon, we have Jesus in our house, but we are uninvolved in God's mission to save and redeem the world, more concerned with our nice parties than the brokenness right outside our front doors. Saints, if we are not supernaturally awakened to know how much we need Jesus or the power of his spirit, we go without it. Like Simon, we have him at our church services, but we don't access the anointing that releases salvation, forgiveness, healing, deliverance, or redemption. This dinner party drama serves as a powerful lesson if we are indeed anything like Simon. We must change our posture and become like the woman. Revival came to the woman because by the grace of God, she was supernaturally awakened to her great need and she knew Jesus was the answer. We do not know what happened to Simon. Maybe after that encounter and rebuke, he too was spiritually awakened to his great need. We hope revival came to him, but we know it came to her. So let us do what the woman did. Let this fast and our commitment to prayer that we engaged in be a picture of her posture. Let it be an act of humility, desperation, determination, and great love because we see our great need for Jesus to come and fill us with his spirit and make us as we should be. And so we pray, Lord, I bow my heart and I bend my knee. Send revival and start with me. Pour out your spirit in an unprecedented way. May all who hear be saved today. May all who are saved proclaim the way. Lord, send revival and start with me. Thank you for listening to this devotion. We hope you are inspired to keep